This is a tune that I've missed, man. It's been far <laughs> too long, far too long. Seeing my boy on the other side. Yeah. Yo, people, we are back. We are back. Yes, sir. We have the interlal uh, previously, and that was due to a bit of life. Things in life that, that, that were occurring. Um, on my side of things, I, I've got a new job, so... I'm in the job market. I am applying my trade here in the UK, and it's going well. Mm-hmm. And then from from Tyler's side, um, the man was doing some international holidaying. If I'm yeah, mistaken, yeah, that right? Yeah, yeah. Just a quick trip to New Zealand to visit my sister. Um, those people that know me personally might have seen on my story that my dad surprised me. Um, I had no idea he was going to be there until legit until we got there um so that was really sick because the first time my sister and i were together there with him uh so yeah that's where we were during the interlull and obviously couldn't record you know time differences in new zealand and etc but yeah we're back and it's good to be back feels great to be back oh yes oh yes oh yes and it's important man that family time ah you gotta cherish it it's it's honestly so great and as always we always say that we have a really interesting and jam-packed show this is no different today. Mm-hmm. I want to kick off things with a a question. The question I have for Ty today is: You know, you have those moments where things just blow your mind, and you're like, "What? I didn't even think that this was a possibility. How is this mm-hmm. a thing?" Um, so essentially, I just want to ask you when, if you can recall when, or um, what are the things that have blown your mind, like. Okay. There's some notable things that you want to pick out. Yes, yes, there have been a few. Um, but I'm I'm thinking about things specifically from my childhood. So I'll speak about yeah. three things, starting from possibly the one that, in terms of the order of mind blownness, if you want to call it that. <laughs> so the first one I'm going to say, and it was obviously in relation to my age, was a tamagotchi. I found. Yeah. Yeah, I I found that device crazy because, like, overnight, remember if you didn't feed it, it died? You mm. you remember that? I found it mind-blowing that, that, that it had, like, that it could stay alive for so long, if you know what I'm saying. Like, it, it had the capacity to die uh, when I was a kid. And I was really bad at taking care of them. So, like, I, did you even, did you get to restart? Oh, yeah, you had to push that little button at the back yeah, to reset it. Yeah, it's like a, a pencil or... Like a, yes, pencil. yes. Yeah. And I killed a few of them. But, yeah, so that blew my mind, right? The second one was, do you remember uh, the Mighty Beans? So they were those toys that we got uh, from McDonald's at a stage, and then they also came out <laughs> in the stores. No. Do you know what I'm talking about? And they were like, they had like different... <laughs> And if you put them on a hill, they would walk. If you know what I'm saying, they're do you remember those things? Yeah, that's a throwback. If you if you guys were to imagine it, it's almost like um, you you know what a a Russian babushka doll is? Yes, like that with the face painted on it, and it had Mm. like various different characters. Yes, yes, and it had a weight in it. But I remember at the time it killed me. Like when you put it on a whatever, and you lifted the, and then it would walk. And then yeah. they actually started making tracks for it. And that thing blew my mind because of the way, like, I wasn't very good at science as a kid. So, like, the the physics of how it worked and just gravity, I was like, oh, my word, this thing is crazy. Yeah. And then the third thing, and this was the ultimate thing that blew my mind. Do you remember the power band 
that athletes wore for a stage. It was like a like a, a rubber band. Yeah, it was like yellow and it had like a, a reflecting kind of eye thing that was on it. And it was like it increased their performances. So like Tiger Woods wore it. There were some tennis mm. players that wore it. And I remember when you used to buy it at the shop, the test used to be like you would stand like the salesman make you stand there and he like pushes you and you like lose your balance or whatever. And then he's like, OK, now put it on. And then you put it on and he pushes you and you're like more solid. I don't know if you remember like mm, that power I band. I, I think so, you have it at a stage as well. Yeah, man, that's why I was an elite <laughs> athlete. That's why I'm an international sportsman. Because I mean, I don't know what more to say to you. <laughs> He's going on tours, I'm just saying. Overseas. It's, it's a to even get the supplies of his, of his time and fit me into his busy schedule. But interestingly about those, those um, power bands, just a random fact. They were proven to be a placebo. And what happened is uh, somebody took them to court because they said, like, uh, you selling, like, fake merchandise that, you know, it not, doesn't do what, what you say it does. However, they won the court case because they were like, even though it's a placebo effect, if you look at the numbers, what we say it does, it actually does. So, like, we said it increases this person's performances. And it actually did that for Tiger Woods, Roger Federer. As soon as the... Um, I don't know if it was Roger Federer, but definitely Tiger Woods. But as soon as the placebo effect was exposed, it was not. Now the thing didn't work anymore. But they actually won the court case on the fact that it was a placebo. But anyway, yeah, that thing and that story alone actually blew my mind. That is. How about you? That's fascinating. Jeez, man. Ah, yo, you've really taken me back with that. <laughs> the mighty beads. <laughs> Little mighty beads, man. Oh. One day, if you probably find someone that's like a a, a collector on eBay or something, yeah, for like sure, full collection. But things that blew my mind, um, one was the airplane, the Concorde. I think it was called the Concorde, which okay, um, it it was essentially the fastest commercial airplane that could um, yes take you between. I think the the main routes were like. London, New York, whatever, in like half, if not a third of the time. And I was like, yes. what? How is this even possible? I remember, um, yeah. I had a, a family friend that had traveled on it, and she said, wow, incredible. I tried to have a nap, and next thing I knew, I was already in New York, and I'm like, wow. Hey, big man things. Who are you friends insane. with? That's insane. Upper, upper. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Based on the conversation we just had before this, I, I must agree with you, yeah? <laughs> Not too, but hold uh, your tongue, yeah? <laughs> and um, the second thing I'd say was, so being a, a sound guy, was Dolby Atmos. So everyone obviously got used to um, surround sound in cinema and uh -huh. at home, but Dolby Atmos added that extra layer, which was essentially the speakers system that are above people so you're almost enclosed in sound and what was so fascinating about it is the level of sound design that um, audio engineers were able to do in okay which if i uh, were to explain a scene like um, rainfall so they did a test demo at one of these um, conventions back in south africa called uh, mediatek and they did a, a demo of I think it was about eight speakers, two, four, six, eight, no, ten um, yeah. speakers in closed space, 
and they had a scene from a movie where the character was walking through rain and it actually yeah. felt i could feel like cold oh and wow okay and the second um clip that they used was an f1 driver mm -hmm. you're in the seat of the f1 car and things are just whizzing by but it feels yeah yeah so immersive i think that's the one thing that was like what i'm sure that is i mean for those of us that are not that into sound we just experience that we didn't understand like what the change was but have they thought about putting sounds in the floor now because imagine if you're talking about the rain thing so you have the sound of the rain falling and then if the the sound guys can make the sound of it hitting the floor coming from beneath you or am i Whoa. am i not am i reading into it too much mix that in uh they just need a lot more speakers to accurately place it around uh, okay i imagine that being immersed into like a 4dx yes experience as well so okay a lot yeah a lot of i guess movement when we're thinking well where technology is taking us and yes. the possibilities seem to be endless and speaking of um yeah. i think we've seen the immersion and the the growth of ai yeah. seen just how far AI has come and just the things that it can do. I think um, this past week, uh, we came across the track that was released by AI Drake and AI Weekend. Yes. Titled Hard on My Sleeve. Hard on My Sleeve, and yeah. it is a bop of note. <laughs> All of this created by AI. Um, whoever the creator was, um, I was... Struggling to get his name, but he essentially used the power of AI. So if you've imagined like a chat GPT functionality, but with something that actually creates music. Yeah. He put in a description of Drake featuring um, The Weeknd. And I think he typed in some of the lyrics himself and then AI yes. ran with that and he got a hit. Um, it became so popular, though, that the respective... Um, music labels had to pull it from all streaming platforms as it was seen as a um what's the the correct legal it would it be a here? copyright infringement is it not copyright really something infringement like that would probably be uh the easiest one to describe it as yeah 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 so, yeah the power of AI kind of slaps though hey that, it, that uh, track kind of slaps it's, though it's really a like and my question to you was Obviously, there's a lot of positives and pros to AI yes. and our yes. usage of it, but there's likely quite a few negatives as well. Yes, yes. Do you have any thoughts on, I guess, your experience with AI, where you see it going, and maybe some of the, the negative aspects? Of um, so, I actually, funny enough, before this, I saw on Instagram, there was a, um, a post, it was the Stanford... Um, these guys from Stanford, and it always feels like it's people from Stanford or MIT that come up with what these things. Do you know what I'm saying? But um, anyway, so what it is, is it's like this pair of glasses. And on one of the sides, it's like got a monocle on the glasses. And what happens is when you're talking to someone, it has chat GPT-4 GPT in, uh, built into that little lens. Yeah. And what it does is, so like you asked me that question, and basically it would generate an answer for me, which is again, mind blowing in itself. Um, but yeah, in terms of the pros and cons, um, you know, you, it, it feels like with, with this immersion of AI, you getting this birth, 
these different schools of thought that come out. You get like the people that that um, are like kind of anti-AI and they like, and I don't mean like in terms of like revolutionists or whatever that are like, it's going to take over the world, um, which who knows? Funny enough, they actually also plugged in ChatGPT into a Furby and it like, you remember Furbies, those things yeah, that when they get wet, they become, yeah. they become the gremlins or whatever. And it said some disturbing things like, you know, like about like eradicating the human race and like stuff like that. So, I mean, there is maybe a little bit of scariness, but I think that the AI took the code of acting like a Furby. But anyway, so that's the one school of thought that you get is like people that are anti-AI or like they are in denial about what it is and the, the impact that it will have. And then the other school of thought is like the people that uh, kind of like are excited about it and use it a little bit as much as we can as everyday people because let's be real, chat GPT and the art that we have access to is like nothing compared to what it's doing. How, I don't know what this guy used to make the song. Like I've never seen, I've never seen anything like that. Like what, what AI is he using? Che Link there, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> but in terms of the positives, I think that there's a lot that there are, you know, I think it really helps create a sense of efficiency. I think a lot of tasks like menial tasks that we didn't have to do before can be automated now. Uh, there's an AI that can unsubscribe you from all the things that are sending you spam mail. I mean, that's awesome. That's, that's useful. A... I could use that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, there's an A. There's so many like little ones. There's ones that you can use to create slideshow presentations. There's uh, the art ones I find are pretty pretty out there and pretty abstract. I struggle with them, but yeah. I think they can increase efficiency. Um, they definitely can make like um, convenience, you know, for us, like by things like shopping, like automated shopping, if you wanted it to do it. So I think there's a lot of pros to it. In terms of the cons, for me, I think the one thing that I think is a major con is like, obviously, AI is, is, is a language written by someone, which means yeah. that there's going to be integrated bias into it. And we as everyday people will never ever know or be able to see it because we don't understand the code. So the more dependent we become on it, the, the, the one big con that I think might develop is that not in terms of like, oh, it's going to program my toaster to kill me, but like this thing of like, I'm going to become dependent on something that was designed in a way that I can never understand what is pulling the strings of it. And the same token, I don't understand much about cars and I'm very dependent on, on a car as well. So I guess it's the same thing. But the fact that these these innate biases are, are built into it, you know, and subconsciously built into it. So it brings into like this ethical question into into discussion, you know, like how ethical is it like, you know, like using it, it, it if you use it to identify high risk criminals, like at what point there was even a movie where the AI thing was killing people before they, because it was like it, 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 it deemed people in a certain area to be more likely to become criminals because of their background. And do you know what I'm saying? I know it's just a movie, but I'm, I'm just saying that for me would be like the major, major con if I had to kind of think of one. How about you? Pros and cons? Pros, definitely the, um, I would say that's the spectrum of possibility. I think it's opened up our eyes to a lot. Um, if you're looking at things like, I think from the fun point of view, like when you mentioned the art aspect of it. So we saw 
the popular tracks being made. Uh, mm. I've seen renditions of how different directors would go about making a film. So he gave it like a base um, entry and says, um, Wes Anderson making The Matrix. Um, yeah. Stanley Kubrick making The Matrix. And it was so cool to see what the visual interpretation of this mm. would be. I think from a functionality point of view, a lot of these mundane um, repetitive tasks, it does yes. make things a lot easier. We are uh, a a species that lives off um, and thrives of convenience. So yeah, yeah, a lot of these um, are definitely big pluses. I think the negative aspect would the one of the first um, considerations would be jobs. Um, yeah, whether your job has been made redundant by ChatGPT, and that's actually led me to an article on Business um, Insider. Where okay. the title is called ChatGPT may be coming for our jobs. Here are 10 roles that AI is most likely to replace. Um, the article goes on to say, since its release in November of last year, OpenAI's ChatGPT has been used to write cover letters, create a children's book, and even help students cheat on their essays. This chatbot yeah, for sure. be more powerful than we ever imagined. Google found that in theory, the search engine would hire the bot as an entry-level coder if it interviewed at a company. Sure. Very interesting to note. Yeah. Um, so it goes down a little further and it starts getting into some of the actual job roles. The first yeah. of which, tech jobs. So coders, computer programmers, software engineers, and data analysts. Yeah. Uh, co coding and computing. So this would um, be the most notable one, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. Coding and computer programming are in in-demand skill, but is it possible that ChatGPT and similar AI technology can fill in some of the gaps in the near future? Tech jobs such as software developers, web developers, computer programmers, coders, and data scientists are pretty amendable to AI technologies, displacing more of their work. Um, Do you know what's crazy about that? Is that like, I remember like when we were in school and stuff, it was like, Okay, I'm not just saying this because I flopped IT, which I did. <laughs> I would say that I flopped IT like bad. I had to change to, to CAT. I remember last minute change um, in more than one way. Uh-huh, get what I'm saying? No, I'm talking about the, the subject at school. But I remember there was a time that I was like, oh, those that are going into coding at university are, are going to be yes. like, you set for life. Like, this is the way the, the world is moving. This is it. Like, you could, like, this is like the future. And now it's kind of like, even when I search up like different jobs that I think see becoming redundant off, not that I'm saying it will, but it often comes up that like coding people, I'm just like, you know, it'd be, it, it be, it be your closest friends that kill you, man. Oof. The thing that you're, have have invested so much time, so much effort, oh. understanding in order to implement is the very same thing that makes you redundant. Ooh, yeah. Live by the sword, die by the sword. Live by the sword. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is a troubling one to note. Media jobs, content <laughs> creation, technical writing and journalism. So I might be out of a job very soon. <laughs> Media jobs across the board, including those in advertising, technical writing, journalism, and any role that involves content creation may be affected by chat, GBT, and similar forms. Oh, yeah, I've heard okay. that as well. Uh, next was legal industry jobs, paralegals and legal assistants. So okay. it looks like if you're a um, 
partner or a, a well, I guess a more it's like the research lawyer. people. Yeah, it's like the yeah. the research people, the people that help assist the lawyers before exactly. the case and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, because you still need that human element to go about um, pleading your case in court. Yeah, yeah, um, I think so. The next group of jobs are market research analysts. Okay, that makes a lot okay. of sense. Oh, you don't, don't want to hear this one. Teachers yeah, tell me. Is the next category. Uh, We're going to talk about this, yeah? worried about students using ChatGPT to cheat on their homework. But according mm-hmm. to Peng Cheng, she, an associate dean in the Department of Computing and Information Sciences at Rochester Institute of Technology, they should also be thinking about their job security. Yeah. So, although it has bugs and inaccuracies in terms of knowledge, this can be easily improved, he said. Basically, you just need to train the chat GPT. Yeah, I've yeah. heard that as well. We'll talk about that, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A few more jobs I'll just quickly skim through. Finance jobs, financial analysts, personal financial advisors. Uh-huh. Traders. Whoa. Okay, financial traders. Again, one of those roles that is heavily uh, yeah yeah and you're seen as um i guess like wolf of wall street it's, it's yeah really, i was just thinking um, yeah lucrative, very um yeah uh, i guess a job that everyone tries to uh, yeah get into the right stream for graphic designers is another one accountants man this is really Breaking down the walls of what I thought an established career. Was. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. Service agents is uh huh. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, so like yeah. I think, I think I think also there's obviously like retail. I think is also in danger. Like that kind of job. Like I think I saw that maybe was it in Japan? I don't know. But there's there's a McDonald's that has a completely. Uh, automated everything there's not a single human being that works in that mcdonald's that uh that i can't remember maybe it's germany i can't remember where it is so i think that kind of job but you know like i kind of feel like this is something that we should be leaning into as opposed to to fighting against so like when you read um that thing about it maybe um you know taking over or me losing my job like maybe teaching becoming redundant you know to it I, I really don't believe in a lot of cases, even in terms of content creation and all that kind of stuff, I really don't see it being there at that point yet because, you know, like, for example, right now, I'm busy planning um, the prom event that's happening yeah. tomorrow with my students, okay? Um, and it's a huge event and everything. And obviously, AI could go through the semantics of planning it, emailing it, booking the venues and etc. However, the the little nuances and the specific connections that you have with your students, not just in planning an event, but with anything, that can never ever empathy can never ever be generated by AI, you know. And what we need to do, and what I found that I need to do is that, like, I don't I don't fight with Chat GPT. I don't fight with my students using Chat GPT, right? Because I kind of feel like. You know, as a teacher, my job is to empower the students and this is a tool that they have. So they should be using it. And in fact, I use ChatGPT for my lesson planning often. Like if I can't think of an assignment, I literally just go there and I'm like, I give it the criteria and it just gives me the whole thing. And I ask it for rubrics. I ask it for everything and it just generates it for me, right? Those redundant tasks we were talking about. 
But at the same time, I'm, I don't have a fear that I'll, because it will never be able to, it might be able to teach knowledge better than I will, but it will never be able to care about my students the way I do. It will never be able to, like I said, share empathy towards my students the way I do. And at the end of the day, I think a lot of jobs are going are gonna to need that. It's the same with content creation. You know, they can get really good and write really interesting, but it lacks that feeling of like, I don't know. I, I just don't think that all our jobs are going to become, even in content creation, working in the media, I don't think it will become like that big, at least not anytime soon until they find a way of, of, of doing it differently. I don't know. I After reading that, you feel stressed? <laughs> it's giving me uh, something to think about. I think in, in what you're saying, there is a lot of human element and um, human nuances that can't be replicated by technology. It can teach you in terms of teaching. It's teaching up to a certain point. But I think a lot of learning, and I can uh, attest to it personally, that I, I found a lot more understanding and a lot more... Um, I guess, better grasp of concepts and subjects through the variety of approaches that teachers have yeah. given me. So if I take maths as an example, maths is black and white. This is the answer. Yeah. This isn't the answer. You're right or you're wrong. But the method or the means in which I get to that answer varies completely. And it's through yeah. understanding which of these variants worked for me, helped me get to the end result. So... I think yeah. that's the one area, like you say, customer service. Oh, man, customer service is something that, firstly, South Africa, I just want to give you a big round of applause for what customer service looks like and the uh, level at which it's done. I didn't give you enough praise when I was in SA, but customer service is actually such a big thing. It it has a massive impact on your mood, your day, yeah, yeah. your environment. And mm. it's one thing that um, I, I need to praise South Africa for. That's something that I think um, is even something that I'd be willing to pay an extra or an optional or a premium for. Yeah. If I'm going to a restaurant, I understand that from a convenience and from an efficiency point of view, I'll get my food likely faster because it's just being done in the background. But yeah. human interaction is something that you can't um, yes. negate. It's really I agree. Yeah. a special aspect of uh, of a lot of um, our day to day, and I think that even in content creation, like you're mentioning, content creation, we look to get buy in from people, and yeah. buy in is based off on um, familiarity and relatable. How relatable yeah. are you to a speaker to a piece of content, and that comes from personal experience, and because our experience differs we have some similarities in our lived experience but there's always going to be a difference and it's in that yes. difference is that there's a uniqueness so yeah i think we're still safe yeah. the big vibe <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure for sure we i agree constantly churning out and we're challenging things we are not stuck in a particular box and i think it's something that really makes this such a nice space this interaction yeah. between you and i between us and our viewers listeners it's something that keeps us in a job it keeps us coming mm. back every week and it's something that i don't think we'll see diminish um yeah easily. yeah no i think so too i think also like we are kind of like um 
in a hype phase of it right now. Not that I'm saying that it is only hype. I do think this is a world-changing um, phenomenon. Like there's Bill Gates was saying like that this is going to be the biggest thing since the internet. And I believe that it is going to change things. But at the same time, like I don't, I have, maybe I, I'm, a, I'm a humanist in that. I think that people will come that we, we, it's not actually a challenge. It's an opportunity. And it's all about the lens that you look you look at this thing through. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you look at it as a threat and that it's going to take your job or whatever, then you need to look at yourself a little bit and wonder why it's something like this is is able to to make you question yourself so much. But if you look at it more as an opportunity, you know, like I'm going to try, I've been trying to think of ways I can actually integrate it into my lessons, like getting kids to use it, like, and then we go from there. Like we use that as a platform to jump forward. So I don't think the hype is going to like, the bubble's not just going to burst like the NFT hype kind of mm. thing. But I think there is a, a large sense of hype that's around it right now. And there's this like, because we like to know things, right? And and every you think about Jarvis from, from, Tone, uh, from Iron Man and then yeah. Ultron that came along and broke Jarvis. And, you know, yeah. Yeah, he misunderstood, or not misunderstood, he took the number one director from Tony Stark, which is to protect the world, and he ends up coming. So, like, we look at it through this, like, fear-mongering kind of perspective where it's like, we don't know where it's going, so it's very much, like, scary. But at the same time, like I said, I think it's more more of an opportunity than like a than like a thing that we should be scared of exactly and like you said many times it's a tool it's a tool yeah. in which we leverage to get certain outputs done or certain things done and as long as we just remember that it is a tool and it it isn't necessarily the the object that's getting us to point b um yeah gonna really help us yeah and in rounding off the discussion of AI, um, some good news for all of you, those of you that are sitting now um, trying to reorder and <laughs> completely redo your CV before you put it out on <laughs> is that there are some things that AI can't figure out as yet. Um, Tyler and I spoke about uh, the human element and the the nuance of human interaction. Um, yeah. And a fun thing that I came across on the Good Things Guys website was tr a trending topic that reads, trending AI can't figure out how humans eat spaghetti or pizza. Uh, <laughs> in the article, there's a bunch of uh, images that was created using AI. And the way in which oh. all of these characters <laughs> are trying to consume very basic everyday uh, food is ridiculous. So uh, yeah. article goes on to say, AI has come a long way in just a matter of months, but it still can't seem to figure out how humans eat pizza or pasta. Uh, AI is a field of computer science that focuses on creating computer systems or machines that can perform tasks that typically require human intelligence, such as learning, reasoning, problem solving, perceiving, and interacting with the environment. The possibilities seem endless, but not just yet. Various social media users are posting flaws in AI machine learning, which won't be there for long, but we can still find funny for now. One of the flaws <laughs> is that AI photo can't seem to figure out how humans eat pizza. Um, and it has a lady, the one photo has a lady with a bowl. She's sitting cross-legged. On the road. 
<laughs> the road with you know hand almost as how people would hold up uh, a slice of pizza uh the yeah the next image is again guys using their hands to eat spaghetti and it's just not it's just not working out for them man. <laughs> uh no this is funny and the pizza ones are like they make them look like demons kind of like oh, wonders about like, like what's the perspective that happened. that they're writing this in Maybe we'll in the overlay of the video we'll we'll post the some of the pictures here. And I'll I'll I think I'll I'll have a stab at trying to make like a a, a social media content that's outside of this video. So uh, like outside of our episode. So I'm gonna yeah. have a stab at something like that. Like that'll nice. talk about this. Technology, man. Yeah, let's try it out. Why not? But yeah, I think that is quite a it's a nice whole wholesome moment there. There we go. And that's how we always wrap up our show. So again, For sure. if you listened in, don't forget to follow us on our various social pages, all found down below. Like, comment, um, subscribe, share with all of your, your friends and family. Um, next week, we're going to get back into our routine of asking you a question. So you be on the lookout for one of those on our social media. Yes, please. Media. Yeah. And then we look to get your opinions uh, from the human aspect. I just want to say thanks to this guy. Uh, yeah. uh, we had the, the very fortunate opportunity of meeting him several times and what a humble down cool, to man. earth man uh, his clubs got promoted back into the Premier League so I'm yep. just wishing you the very best Lyle thanks again for being the the great human that you are I like that I like, like that. what's with time man sorry dude I couldn't do this without you and Man, the journey continues. The journey. Hey, same to you, my brother. It was it was a lonely it was a lonely two weeks without you. I'm not gonna lie. I missed the big vibe and I missed this. We couldn't have done this with an AI generated bot. You know, I've tried a few times on ChatGPT just to see what it would do to write some sort of script for us, and it doesn't do what we do. Well, not yet. Who knows if it will, but it doesn't yet. And until it does. We'll be there and we'll be around. We'll always be watching people like Lau Foster because AI will never be able to do that. And we'll keep vibing together because, I mean, that's just what we do here, man. Amen, amen. So have fun at the prom tomorrow. All these attendees, I hope you are burning the dance floor with all your sneaky techie there. Um, <laughs> everyone else, we'll catch you again same time, same place next week. Bye for now. See you later.